0: Still can't hear you, Bob. This is Alex. I'll start the show off for a second time. Welcome to Boo Boo Zella, the World Soccer Show. Only because you're so good at starting us there off. There we are. There we are. He's back and better than ever.
1: Oh, beautiful. So welcome to Villa Capri. We are here in uh, the midst of quite a raucous environment. It's open mic night. 51 West Court Street in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. If you're driving around town, if you're listening to us right now on Bob Long Sports. This is indeed Vuvu Soccer, and we hope you can join us either tonight or some other time at one of our many great establishments. This, Eric, right at the top of the list. We love Villa Capri, and there's a big match coming up tonight. You hear the music, getting you ready for it. It's USA against one of the best teams in the entire world, Colombia. The third-ranked team
2: in uh, FIFA rankings that came out recently, a uh, team that's coming off well, from two years ago, a quarterfinal loss to Brazil, the home squad, Brazil, um, at the last World Cup. So they were certainly, you know, right there, you know. It ended up being a 2-1 to score. I think they had a late penalty. They were down fairly big, but they got to the final eight, and that's pretty big. And they lost to Brazil, bowing out to the host team is nothing. So I guess the first question is, is this the same Colombia that looked so good in 2014 now looking at their their FIFA ranking one would have to say you'd answer that in the affirmative yes you
1: know right and this USA team the question with USA is what is this team Jurgen Klinsmann is a guy that shouldered a lot of criticism especially in the last 12 to 15 months they had a very disappointing gold cup finish a loss in the semifinals to Jamaica and so Uh, The guy that was supposed to be the savior for U.S. soccer, now the questions arise, is he really pulling the program forward as much as everybody thought he was? Or instead, is it one of those things where you bring in a foreign coach, you think the grass is always greener, and maybe a guy like Bob Bradley or Bruce Arenas did as good or better of a job manning this club? It's a question that's been asked and answered by many pundits. Where do you fall, Eric?
2: Well, I would say if you look at the run-in to the Copa that's coming up, there performing fairly well i think they're on an uptick right now the u.s they uh you'd have to look at the, the matches that they play but they i think they played ecuador they, they played some tough squads and they're doing pretty well they you know i think the run has been good that's how uh, you know last summer when we sweated out that match in the final of the gold cup that was really a distant memory i you know i don't i don't think i, I don't think is the problem i never did okay and we'll see. They have a they have a team that's very interesting now because they have a very good mix of guys that have been in a couple of World Cups now, you know. They've been, been been pros for a long time and certainly on the international stage guys like uh, well there's a few guys. I mean you have some new guys like Wood, uh, that's looking like a new star. Who's our new 17-year-old midfielder?
1: That's Christian Pulisic. The guy scored his first ever goal in international play in just the last game against Bolivia. And he's a guy that they have a lot of high expectations for. It's the USA team that's very much changing. They have a new guy in net, Brad Guzan, who's been the capable backup for Tim Howard for so many years. But now it's really his time. The hiatus that Tim Howard took. Late, late last year, especially after the World Cup, has cost him. Jurgen Klinsmann has said as much, and so Guzan, a guy that was dropped from Aston Villa's starting rotation in the English Premiership, now an opportunity to lead this USA team. I think it'll be really interesting. That probably tells us a
2: lot, Bob. He he, he got dropped from the worst team in the Premier League
3: last season.
2: But I will say this. He certainly faced a lot of uh, adversity and a lot of shots with Aston Villa for the time that he played. Okay, so he's probably... Uh, you know, ready to play. There was a lot to that, a lot of shake-ups with that team. That team looked like they were going down probably a month or two into the season. Okay, right. So there was a lot of shakeups. I think they had about three managers, if I'm right about that. I mean, Aston Villa, I think they had a few managers as well. Right. During the season. right? It was a rough year for them. Uh, I don't know how much you take out of that. Tim Howard had the same type of situation at Everton, though, being dropped from Everton's uh as your starting keeper after years as well last year so what do you think of that right Got to talk more into the microphone. but I'm sharing the mic with Alex here. so I like, Yes, indeed. How do I do that and talk into it at the same
0: time? You can do it. I trust you. Just you. don't share it. That's the key. Your dad always tells you, hey, share this with your brother. No, that's not how it works out, Bob. Eric, take it over, please.
1: Talk about sharing the ball, guys. How about the Philadelphia Union? It's a team that is number one right now in the Eastern Conference. On Wednesday night, they were at home against Columbus Crew. Their third match in seven-day period two on the road, and that one being the home match. They first went on the road to Orlando City, a team that has Kaka, another strong town on that team, looks to be a playoff type club. And they shouldered not just Kaka, but some interesting calls from the referees and things that could have gone the Union's way did not. They were able to salvage a 2-2 draw with a late goal and then salvage a 1-1 draw on the road at Colorado, the best team in the West, and the team with the most points in all of MLS. Fast forward to Wednesday night. Alex, I know you got to watch the game. Eric, I know you saw it as well. What were your thoughts on what you saw out of this Union team? A 3-2 win. It was a late goal from uh, from Carew that even got it close, but well-conditioned, well-played, and well-controlled by this Union team.
0: No doubt about it, Bob. I, I can't say I watched the game, but I did I did read the recap on Bob Long Sports, one of my favorite sports websites. And nice plug. Shameless. And and I can say the, the team's really caught me by surprise this year, and I think it's caught a lot of people by surprise. Now, I mean, was this something we were expecting coming into a year, especially after last year's finish? What place did they come in? Must have been bottom 50%, 75% maybe Right. Eastern Conference. And to come out into first place and keep constantly winning, draws and wins, unbeaten streak. What's it at, eight or nine games right now to, to – do that against a team as they played on Wednesday was, to me, again surprising, and I hope the surprises keep coming in a good way. It's a crew team that
1: is actually second to last right now in the Eastern Conference, which is a little surprising for the talent that they had. They dealt Kai Kamara earlier in the year. Now Ola Kamara was a goal scorer in this game, scored the first goal of the game for Crew, and he's really getting opportunities as a, as a youngster in MLS. So I don't think this team fooled anybody, this Crew team coming in. There's still the quality. They still have what it takes to be a top team in the East, and the Union had to come out and play well, and and play well they did. Now we have the opportunity, Eric, after the game, as we do by covering this team, to talk with Jim Curtin, the manager of the club, as well as some of the key players involved. Let's start with Jim Curtin here. He's opened up by talking about his team, uh, what he's expected, what they've had to face in the last week or so. We'll hear from Jim.
4: Well coached. Uh, Gave us some problems, I thought, in the first half. Uh, over the course of ninety minutes, though you did see they had uh, you know only i think sixteen healthy bodies, so they were a little bit thin um, We thought if we continued to play at a high tempo, we could eventually uh, wear them down uh, a little bit of a patchwork uh, back line that they had um, you know so we thought over the course of ninety minutes if we we played our, our game and continued to push the tempo on a hot night in our building, uh, we would get chances. Uh, Credit to the guys. Uh, They've fought hard over these last three games. Uh, We've proven now that we can go Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday without blinking and and worrying and and acting like that's the biggest deal in the world. So travel, temperature, referees, all the different things that go into it. I think our guys uh, deserve some time off going into the break. Proud of the group. Proud of the performance. Uh, Proud of everyone at the club, Uh, needs to be said. Uh, Everyone behind the scenes, all the technical staff, the the medical staff, the performance department has really put a lot into this thing. Uh, We're nowhere near where we need to be. Uh, We still can improve each and every day. Uh, But for right now, uh, setting the goal to to go into the Copa America break in first place in the East was what we said at the beginning of the year. We're there now. Uh, We still gave up too many goals. I'm still angry at the guys for giving up a goal up a man. for some reason we take our foot off the gas a little bit and we get punished so uh you can still learn from even even the wins uh and, and the success so uh we'll look at the tape we'll evaluate uh the rest of the performances and and we'll get back to work pretty quickly after you know taking a, a day or two to uh to regroup uh the, the guys have earned that uh, happy with them and and again this is uh the start of uh
1: That was Jim Curtin, the manager of the Philadelphia Union. His thoughts after the game. Guys, your thoughts on what he had to say? I mean, he's clearly very happy and very impressed with the team he has on the field right now. And first
2: place in the Copa America break, that really doesn't lie. A few observations. The first one would be, I hope you can hear me okay. The first one would be, I'm so glad that Jim Curtin did not take the fall for what happened last year, what transpired with this team last year. And I'm so glad Nick Sakevich did take the ball. So I guess the first question I have when I think about what's been going on is how much of this has to do with the addition by subtraction of one Nick Sakevich. That's my first first thought. Uh, Secondly, uh, Columbus has always been a good team, okay? There's no question. And, they, you know, they, they played fairly well and took the early lead in the match, okay? So let's give them some credit. Like you said, their back line was a little beat up. But who was the team that took the bad penalty that went, went down a man? It wasn't the Philadelphia Union, that we were used to over the years, them being the team that makes that kind of rookie type of uh, young player kind of mistake and does something like that. But they weren't. they the beneficiaries. Which, which that.
1: penalty are you talking about?
2: When The, 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 the red card. The, <laughs> There's when the nothing were... young about the guy that did that. That was Connor Casey. No, I'm, I'm saying the bad penalty wasn't oh, taken sure. by our guy. Okay. Although Connor, Connor Casey was one of our guys. So right. Maybe well, he was a trade. It's a great well. segue. Yeah. We had this planned
1: for a little bit later in the proceedings, Eric, but this was. Jim Curtin on Connor Casey and you might be able to hear the question in the background. It's a little bit low, but the question was did any part of you feel bad to see Connor Casey go off that
4: way? kind of respect
0: for Connor Casey as a player? Did love you,
4: Connor. Did any part of you feel bad seeing him go out like that? No. <laughs> Not, one part. Not one part. I love Connor Casey. Uh, he's a, a friend. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, I thought that our fans... I guess you'd call that a tribute. I don't know what you call that, but uh, it was it was pretty cool to see a, a guy who gave a lot to the club um, go off. Probably not the way he wanted to go off uh, with a red card, but um, you know, Philly fans uh, sometimes catch a, a bad rap nationally, but we're we're very knowledgeable people. We we love people that that give everything uh, on the field. Um, And those are the guys, if you go through all the athletes, the the Iversons uh, for the union, Connor Casey, a guy who left everything out there, um, played physical, uh, and and had an in-your-face mentality. So not surprised they cheered him off. uh, But at the same time, I was thinking, thank God there's not two forwards up there for the last 15 minutes because Connor's a guy who's who's very dangerous. So no sympathy you have from me. But uh, again, uh, a guy I, I think very highly of and is. In a lot of ways, responsible for me getting a head coaching job. I think. So,
1: so how about that last comment? Did you catch that, Alex? A guy it, I think highly of. What's that? Is it? Did you say a guy I think highly of? Well, highly of, and then the very last comment is a guy that, in many ways, is responsible for him having a head coaching job in this league. Connor Casey, a guy that vouched for many years for Jim Curtin as he was rising through the ranks of this team of this organization and now here he sits as the manager of the top team in MLS in the Eastern Conference and to have those types of words for a guy like Connor Casey because again really there's not that much of an age gap between Connor Casey no, and Jim Curtin.
0: I believe it it's true it really is true and yeah you can you can see them being good friends but to answer your, your original question do you feel bad for Connor Casey the, the red card when he's playing for the opposition No. Not at all. It was his choice. He did what he did. made a bad play. He got, he got, uh, whatever, retribution. I don't know. He paid for it. So, definitely something I don't feel bad about.
2: Why do they give a guy like that a mic to ask a stupid question like that? (laughs) It's a dumb question, Bob. I mean, you know, oh man, th- that was a tar- terrible question. Why would you any? Come on, it's a professional sport. You I feel bad? You. I mean, the guy. Got- I think it was a bad car. No, I think what he. It I, was I- a bad think it card. was a bad car, but that's a- that's not the question. That who was the who was the pundit that, that asked that question? Do you know,
1: I'm not sure who asked that well, question, Eric. Yeah, or we, at we, least we, I'm
2: not going to out the co- my colleague, but. Uh... Well, Here's what co- I'll say. Tell your colleague out there stupid questions. <laughs> Here's
1: what I'll say, Eric. I think uh, he was trying to elicit a certain answer, and Ooh. that was the answer he ended up getting. Whether or not the question was tough to get there, he wanted to hear about his thoughts about Casey. And I found that last comment to really be interesting. Is that, you know, he would go on public record, and I guess not that you wouldn't expect it from Curtin, He's a very stand-up guy, but to lay it all out there, like Connor Casey's a big part of the reason that I have a head coaching job in this league, shows a lot of respect.
0: Now is that some is that some behind the scenes thing Bob? Do you do you know of any talks back when we were deciding whether or not Jim Kern should be the head coach when he was, you know, sort of the substitute head coach? Do you do you remember reading about anything, hearing stuff in the locker room about Connor Casey explicitly saying, "Hey, I think Jim Curtin should uh, be the head
1: coach?" Personally, I do not, but I mean, I know there were plenty of times where you know, someone would have to vouch for Jim as he's rising through the ranks, and you know, Hackward got the job after Novak left, and Curtin starts to move up. Hackward, he gets let, let go, and now it's really Curtin's time. So, you know, Casey was on the team as all that was going on. Clearly a veteran, a guy that a lot of people listen to, and unfortunate for him not here now, But, uh, but, but Curtin certainly attributes a lot of that to him. Now let's talk about the fact that this team now playing so well at home Jim Curtin, the manager of the Philadelphia Union, we had the chance to talk to him after the match, uh, on the change in mindset, playing at, well, it's not PPL Park anymore, Talon Energy Stadium, and uh, some of the changes that have come with this team.
4: Anywhere in the world, you have to have to win your home games in any sport. You know, it's, it's, it's critical, and we haven't done that in the past, uh, and I think that the, uh, the mentality and the mindset has shifted here, and, and there is a confidence uh, when we play here. Uh, is the soccer perfect yet? Far from it. I think we can improve and can be a little smarter in how we close games out. Uh, but at the same time, you can see a group of guys that pushes, is not scared, uh, gives every ounce of energy, represents the, the city of Philadelphia, uh, and is is playing pretty pretty good soccer right now. And I'm a big believer in uh, the table tells the truth. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we're, we're where we are uh, because we've put a lot into it Uh, again it's still tight in the east it's going to be tight the whole year so we're not satisfied we'll continue to push but I am happy with my team Uh, they're good
2: thoughts on that gentlemen well I mean I mean uh, of course he's happy with the team there's no question they're playing really well but I keep going back to I guess Bob with you there in the locker room uh, wherever they do the interviews when they're at the podium does the, does the uh, specter of Sakevich come up at all in the discussions at all? Like, what is different now than before with Ernie Stone? Because that's the first yeah. thing that I come to. Every time I. I shouldn't say the first thing, but that's what it always seems to come through to me. And it's not a personal. It was what it was. But you were talking about Sikiewicz. Well, last year's locker room, there'd be no way of knowing what Connor Casey did to help uh, the coach out, to help Curtin out in the right. years past. Because that would have been kept in, in the QT. We know that. I mean, there's no question about that. So what is the difference now? Why does this team play like winners instead of losers? Why do you feel that they're going to win when it's a close match or they're down a goal, 10, 15 minutes left in the match? Well,
1: I I wrote about that in the game story. Again, that is on BobLongSports.com. Thanks a lot, Alex. Appreciate the plug earlier. But what I really was leading the article with, and I had some of this written at the beginning of the game because I thought the narrative and the story had written itself, and that 90 minutes would tell the rest. The narrative was that for whatever reason, this is a different team this year. And honestly, there weren't a lot of concrete reasons being given. It was a lot of the attitude's different, or they're winning games now that they wouldn't otherwise win, or you just get that feeling. Well, as you guys know about me, I don't don't believe in clutch, don't believe in the guy's either a straight winner or a straight loser. You know, I think there are so many external factors over the course of a game, season, and even within a certain moment, there's other factors besides just success or failure that I've always found that overreacting to things like that uh, often is misguided. So that was the theme of the article is, is this narrative true? Are they really different? And can someone actually identify a reason why? What I saw in that match, there was no doubting what we saw on the pitch for 90 minutes. One team out playing another getting to 50-50 balls. There's class in the open field, the ability to take defenders one-on-one that we haven't seen in the past. We see rookies contributing in a way that they have not been able to contribute for this club. Um, in years, and it's a great segue, Eric, because you know I know you haven't heard these, but you just keep lining me up here because you talk about Ernie Stewart. You know what is different, and, and why is this team so much different?
2: Let's talk about Jim Curtin. Before you run, let me just before you put that, want to say you're right. I mean, I understand your position. You've always held the position that you know these intangibles are a little too intangible, for lack of a better way for me to put it. But you got to, you know, you got to, you know, they did strengthen their defense, which was a problem. They did. Uh, Burnett is a very good player, okay? Uh, the goalkeeper's are strong goalie, okay? Yep. So they, de- they definitely have made their team better. But, you know, I'm not so sure that they couldn't have done better with the guys that they had. There was something about the overall attitude. Maybe they were tired. Maybe they were, you know, a coach can build... Build a squad, uh, you know, and, and and management can build a squad. It's not all a matter of just the talent that you have. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of more. The I think you when you dismiss the intangibles, I think that maybe that's a little, little out of hand, and I'm not so sure that I agree with. I mean, I think there's something that changed. And I don't know how tangible it is, but it's real.
1: Yeah, and I think it's tangible. I think it's tangible in the form of Ernie Stewart. I also think in some ways we need to remember that we're early. I'm not pumping the brakes here, but I'm just saying it's a weak East right now. The East trails the West, I think, by nine points from top team to top team. And if the Union were in the West right now, they'd be somewhere around six. So I guess my point is it is early. They're at the Copa break, number one. They've played great soccer, and what I'm seeing out there on a 90-minute to 90-minute basis is very impressive. But I guess the point being, eh, I don't know if it's really that, that different yet. Yeah, I think it's a building process, and the right steps are being taken. Is this a championship team this year? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe.
0: Well, I, I think we're at a good point right now because of the break, and I think Curtin said in his comments, he's like, he said, We made it to the break. I think if if it's a fundamental change that's going to be consistent with this team throughout the year, you're going to see them come back from the break and start winning, right? Yep. So my question to you guys is, you know, how do they know what to do with their players, with the team over the break to guarantee that when they come back, they can keep this going? You know, maybe maybe it is just some sort of mojo they got going on right now. It's all going to dissipate over the course of how many weeks they have off. But for the time being, you know, I'm not sure how they might be able to keep going here, especially with a break. And like you guys were saying, we can't decide what it is that the Union have going for them. But I think we're going to find out soon whether or not it's going to be something that carries on throughout the rest of the season.
1: How about this comment from Greg Berhalter? This is a good one to go to right now. Berhalter, a guy that's had a lot of success as a player, as a manager, won the Eastern Conference last year with the crew. And you could tell his thoughts on just the difference between the two teams that showed up on the pitch. I think Philadelphia was a good example of when the hunger, the
4: hunger that if you want to be at the top, that's what you need. I mean, let's let's look at them. They were in Orlando on on Saturday. They flew to Colorado on
2: Wednesday, and then they played us uh, again on Saturday. Or excuse me, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, and, and they came out and they had more energy. They won 66 percent of the duels in the first half. I mean, this is this is a men's game. This is a physical game. If, if we expect to win games and losing 66% of the duels, you know, it's not happening, not in this league, no way.
1: There you go, Greg Burhalter a man's game, a physical game, the Union team played more physical than the crew, and we'll wrap up our comments with this, and we appreciate the coaches making themselves available to us after the game. It was a great experience down at Town Energy Stadium, but what are the expectations moving
2: forward, Eric, for this Union team? I think the sky's a little. I mean, you're calling into a weak Eastern Conference. The MLS is not a strong, strong soccer league, okay? Uh, it just shows you how, uh, uh, you know, I mean, if you look at Colorado, the same kind of thing. Total flip-flop from last year to this year. As far as, you know, they I, I know they have more points than us, but. They they did make the playoffs last year, Colorado Rapids, right? Uh, and here they are right now. I would say that probably these two teams could be could be uh, the the odds on favorites, maybe to get the to, to the uh, championship match. Okay, who, who knows? But the how,
1: difference, though, or the, I guess the similarity between these two teams is that they're both getting goals when it matters. They're both getting key, timely goals. Can that sustain itself over the course of a year? I'm not sure. I know you disagree with me a little bit we don't the intangibles but I I just don't know. I think over the course of time everything comes to balance. Everything comes to e- equilibrium.
2: Well, scoring the goal, scoring a big goal. Okay, I don't think that's that, that's a tangible because you've got to be able to no it's timely. The it's occasion. not intangible, it's timely. Right, right. But but, but it is tangible. It's but you could be timely uh time when this is important in any sport, right, right? You know, um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Maybe we'll have a better gauge after another third of the season, you know. I
1: want to sure. give one tweet here from our friend Karith Gabriel, good friend of the show, former union writer, puts out this tweet. And I'll take your thoughts, and then we'll go to break and come back and talk to our good friends here at Villa Capri in Doylestown as we get ready for USA versus Colombia and talk about the new AO group. Actually, let's turn up our boy Neil Smart and see if we can get his his uh, his audio on here.
5: We've yeah. got Voo Voo Radio in the house. Can we give them a clap? Bob, Eric, with the voice Brilliant. Soccer fanatics over there. We've got, obviously, USA and Colombia coming up in corporate America. If you... If you USA fan, give it a bit of noise, go on. Yeah! It's not quite England-Russia next week, but not
6: bad.
5: Uh, and anyway, with everything going on, and obviously the National Anthem is about to play, Matt Manino, without an... I know you might have but without question, runs the best soccer bar, not only in Dahlstown, but Bucks County and beyond. Big clap for Matt Menino! No, is the unveiling of something that we've asked him to do for a few years. Not that unveiling. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, no. That was in private. No. So we, we did ask him, get yourself a big screen, big screen TV over there. What better way to christen it than a USA game and a David Bowie song, right lads? And there you go. So without any further ado, cut the ribbons, Matt, and put Bowie on. Let's go. Enjoy the
1: Very nice there, from Neil Smart. Thanks for the nice words as well for us. Much appreciated,
2: my friend. You gotta see, there's a big, bi- there's a big screen TV right in the middle of the bar. I didn't even see it because it's a dark screen. It's not on yet. There's a ribbon around it. But that's great. So that's wonderful.
1: And, again, this is Villa Capri in Doylestown. You can come here and hang out with great people like Neil Smart as well as English Paul, who we hope to have on. I know we had on just last weekend on the show. Matt Menino, you heard him get a shout-out. And on goes the television, the big screen here at Villa Capri. And uh, congratulations to Matt and all the guys for running a wonderful operation here, letting us be a part of it. It's really been great for us, Eric. And uh, and good people here in Doylestown, good really? soccer fans.
2: Great, you know what? Great, great point, Bob. Great, great people. They've always been wonderful us, and, and continue to be, and will continue to be, uh, with our efforts. So we thank them, of course, for that. I mean, you can come out to Doylestown right now. Uh, you can go hang out in the German Beer Garden, which is a floor down outside. Okay.
1: And Alex and I just saw one of our high school teachers walk by, by the way. I'm sorry to sorry to interrupt you, Eric, but wow. So
2: it comes from all angles here in Doylestown. You heard my feeling. All my high school teachers are probably deceased, okay? Oh, come on, Eric. Sorry, there you go. Believe it. Right. they wouldn't be moving that fast if they were around here. I can tell you that much. So okay. on, a, on a happy note, we'll end our Philadelphia
1: Union talk and then preview uh, USA versus Columbia coming on in just a few minutes. Karif Gabriel, our good friend of the show here. and, uh, and Awesome former, guy, and awesome
2: guy. Former
1: union writer. Right. Remove the cancer so the body can heal. Congrats to you at
2: Philly Union. Keep banging. Wow, that's pretty heavy stuff. Heavy I stuff. Agree, I can see through that. That may be a little bit you of what I just... <laughs> that's that, exactly what you're talking no, about. No, but the funny, it's funny because Karif's a uh, uh, good guy, okay? He's yes, a good he guy. Is. He's a fair and reasonable guy. And, we've, you know, we, there's, there's, those issues are gone, thank goodness. But my question when we're dealing with with the old management is, what is the difference that you see, Bobby? That's what right. I want to know. Yep. What I, is the difference that I you see? I think Ernie
1: Stewart right? as the technical director is a big difference. I think there's less ego in the organization. But, again, I don't, I don't know that it's that big of a deal quite yet. I think we need to really let this thing flesh out over time, and we will really see what this team is going to be made of, whether it's a top team in the East or whether it's more of a top-four type team that ends up in the bottom end of the playoff rung and then has to prove themselves. We shall see. But they finish up the national anthem at Levi's Stadium in San Francisco, California. USA versus Columbia is next. Our thoughts after the break here on VUVU Soccer. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, L-Mark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. L-Mark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you ElmarkSigns.com Your choice for custom signs and design Robner, Alan Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Boo the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215 953 Three twenty
5: seven twenty. The law firm of Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman and Nash, they get results.
1: Welcome back here to Villa Capri. As we get ready for USA versus Columbia, Bob Long, Eric Nash, Alex Krasowski here on VUVU Soccer, and right now we have Sean, who is a fan of Villa Capri, and you are embarking upon a campaign to bring the American Outlaws fan group to this establishment, to this area. Tell us a little bit more about it, if you would.
6: Well, uh, last week, Matt presented an idea with me that he wanted to uh, start an American Outlaws chapter and have Villa Capri as the... Uh as the, uh, I guess, main bar for the, uh, the chapter, um, I said, sure, Matt, I can uh, do that. I've helped Matt before with setting up soccer stuff throughout the bar, and I used to work here. I'm a college student at Westchester, and I really enjoy the ga- the beautiful game. I've been in, been a Chelsea fan since 2005, and I decided, you know what, Matt, I can do that. So, right now, I'm trying to register people. Um, if you're interested in uh, soccer and you're in the area and you're a big USA supporter. And you're in Bucks County specifically. Uh, maybe search my name on Facebook, Sean McVan, M-C-V-A-N, and uh, message me if you're interested. And I can show you more about how to register, what we're gonna do. Right now, membership includes it's 30 bucks basically, but it includes a T-shirt and a bandana. So, and the other five actually goes to your local chapter. So, once we have 25 members in the group, we're hoping to um, send in our eligibility to be a official. Uh, chapter from American Outlaws. So hopefully we can get it done.
1: Wonderful. And here, we here at Vubu Soccer, we're big supporters of, of Villa Capri, of the American Outlaws, so that's something that we are uh, happy to promote here on the show and promote in the day-to-day as we're out there doing shows. So good luck with it. Um, let us know if we can help, and uh, if there's any other, I guess, thoughts you had, anything else that you'd like to say. Um, if not, I want to get
6: your thoughts on this match. Um, I'm really excited for Copa America right now. Um, it's going to be a great tournament. I don't have a, lot, a ton of faith, even though I love Jurgen. Um,
1: you are a Jurgen guy. I am
6: a Jurgen fan. I'm a Jurgen I'm, guy as well. It's, I love it's, it. It's hard. The last couple uh, matches have been rough, and a lot of fans are pretty upset. But I'm also looking forward to Euros. My mom's from Ireland, so uh, I'm a big Ireland fan. I saw Ireland play England last year in Aviva. And uh, I'm really looking forward to these two tournaments. It should be a great sum of, of soccer.
1: Wonderful. That's Sean McVan, correct? And yep. you are you are heading up the AO chapter, uh, beginning and distribution. You're taking uh, registrations both here at the bar and uh, online and through yep. Matt. And so, is there a website, uh, any specific link that we might be able to either put out here live on the air? Um, and if not, you can just give me something, and we'll post it on our, our show if you don't have it right now.
6: Yeah, I'll have to give you something because it's so late. It's, we just started this three days ago. Matt presented me the idea, and I said, you know what, Matt, I can get on that. So
1: Wonderful. From the ground up, we'll be there with you. Thanks for coming on, Sean.
6: Thanks so much, guys. Best of luck.
1: Enjoy the game. Thank you. There you go. That's Sean McVann. And this
2: is Vuvu Soccer, live from Villa Capri. And, Eric, you have our next guest. Yeah, well, Alex made a friend. I'm going to have to give Alex credit for, for this one. But we have uh, – can we both do ex- we both have a live mic? Good. Okay, so we have Adriana. What's your last name, Adriana? Nicholas. Adriana Nicholas. Can you hear us through your headphone okay? Great. Now, you are here in full – yeah, I know you play for the Ukrainian Nationals. This show happens to have a great relationship with the Ukrainian Nationals. It's a wonderful facility. It's in Warrington, correct?
3: Yeah, around Warrington. that
2: area. Is that right, Bob? Warrington. Oh, Bob can't hear me. Anyway, so, you, uh, so tell us a little bit about being part of the Ukrainian Nationals. and Are you excited? Well, we'll take that first. Tell us a little bit about that, style. Well,
3: it's just... I mean, it's really, it's basically, it's. I don't know. It's just really fun. I mean, it. They. It's. It's not. They like train you good. It's not like, like just dads coaching. It's, oh. It's like
2: those dads could be brutal. I know. <laughs> I know. I have one. It could be, be horrible. No, you're right. I mean, when no, I talk to a lot of kids that play. And even when I talk to other parents, you know, they're always complaining about the dads. And the worst thing that happens as you know, is when the dads become coaches and start showing favoritism to certain players. Yeah. Like maybe their kid and their kid's best friend. And
3: Yeah, and they, like, start, yeah. start their kids. And yeah. so I wouldn't get to, like, start. And it's great having paid coaches so they don't do favorites.
2: Now, it's funny, Adriana, Adriana, right? I want to make sure I get your name. It's so funny because when you told me your story, I said, are you on the traveling team? And you said, yeah, but we don't really travel too far. But, but you said we go to New Jersey. Now, when I was a kid growing up in northeast Philly, I think traveling from Warrington or Wormitts to wherever, uh, North Wales, I know you're up that way where the uh, where the Ukraine um, club is. That's a pretty long way to uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, you
3: know? yeah, it's far, but, like, it's not as much as other people would travel, really, like older older girls. It's more of, like, it's more of... Uh, Like, we just don't go as far because we're younger.
2: Now, be honest with you. Now, you being a soccer player, now, I know that you're here tonight. Is that – are you here with your dad? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're here to watch the Columbia um, game against the U.S., and it's it's a great game. Columbia's the third-ranked team in the world. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to guess and go out on a limb here. That you are a fan of the U.S. Women's National Team. Oh, Am I yeah,
3: right yeah, there? Yeah, because yeah.
2: all the girls I know—they. I'm gonna guess your favorite player too. Wait, okay. Your favorite player? Who's your favorite player?
3: Alex Morgan. Alex.
2: I was gonna guess Alex Morgan. Back in the day, you would get Mia Hamm, you would get uh, Abby Wabach But I nowadays, it's re- I did a report on Mia
3: Hamm because yeah, we got to do a, a biography. on on um any any person we wanted so I chose me and
2: him cuz she was a great choice really good. Abby Morgan uh, I mean Abby Abby Wambach is a huge huge representative a lot of great oh, yeah. great women have I mean Hope Solo is a wonderful goalkeeper oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um, but Morgan Morgan seems to be the star now as we're moving into Yeah the I read a
3: book about her uh, right. just about a month ago and it's how she like started her career and all that. She didn't play uh, travel until she was 13. So,
2: Ooh.
3: yeah, actually she got a late, later start. Though.
2: Do you ever play a team called Crusa?
3: Yeah. You do. That's my
2: neighborhood. That's two. in Holland, Pennsylvania, so that's cool. I know a lot of girls that play I mean I guess they're all about your eight. What, what grade are you in? Fifth. Yeah, my, my daughter's in sixth and I know a lot of her friends they all play soccer mm-hmm. and they they're they're in sixth grade primarily, but They love it, and they talk to me, and I get them on the show every once in a while. So we want to listen. We want to thank you. Hopefully, we could give you could give the U.S. a little bit of a jump this week. You know, we're cheering for them because this is a big. This would be a big point or three that they could get in this tournament. Yeah, it would be big. And this is really good stuff. If you want to watch really world class soccer. On oh, the men's side, this is terrific and the Olympics of course will be great too. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. okay And your friend I guess is a little shy I stand standing behind you right?
3: She's my sister.
2: Oh, what's her name? Maria? Hi Maria. How are you? She's got her phone. I think she's wearing a Union jersey, so yeah. very, very nice. Well, thank you, girls, for coming out, and thank you, Dad, for bringing you by. Maybe we'll talk to him later on, okay? Okay. Thank you, dear. Bye. I'm going to take this, and be careful with your headphones. I don't want you, we don't want to have any soccer, non-soccer-related injuries, do you? Okay? Oh, we got the sister, okay. Okay, we, we got another guest here. Sorry, sis, I didn't really, no one gave me the itinerary, so you're up. Who do we have here? Well, we're gonna let it, we're going to let Alex take care of this
0: one. How's that?
3: Right. You
0: on, buddy. I'm gonna interview you. Oh, that's very good. I just want to know your name to start off. Can you please tell us your name.
3: I'm Maria.
0: Maria, and how old are you, Maria?
3: Nine.
0: Nine years old already on the radio. When I was nine years old, I don't know what I was doing, but I'll tell you, I was not on the radio. <laughs> Looks like we got some water from dad. Get your vocal cords on, nice and uh, ready to go. But, and you go to school locally? Yeah. You have a Union jersey on. Are you a big Union fan? And your favorite player is? I don't know. You don't know. Do you know anybody on the team? Not really. (laughs) They all got got traded. She's been a fan from the start, the very beginning. That's very good. But do you want to say anything on the radio? Say hi to your friends, your family, let them know you're on the radio. You're famous now. Do you know that? You're famous now. No. All right. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. We'll pass it on to Eric now. Well, thank you very
2: much, Maria. Unfortunately, Columbia scored, so one nothing. I'm guessing we're only five to ten minutes into the game. I can't quite see the timer here, but in fact, were eight minutes in. So, like we said, it's going to be tough. You know, it's 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 going to be it, it's going to be tough. Uh, Columbia. Is a very strong team, and obviously, the, the intimidation factor was that? Was that wasn't good? necessarily there, Bobby. So, you don't have a mic now, Bob? Am I solo here? How about I switch this is over to you for now?
1: Thank you, Eric. Thank you. So, yes, indeed, a uh, we almost had a beer go down, unfortunately. And that, in fact, you can get some wonderful beers here at Villa Capri. It's uh, plenty on tap as well as some great pizza. It's the oldest pizza place in Doylestown. And uh, Alex, we've had some other folks come in from the local soccer community. Eric as well. We've we have uh, well, we have Mara here, my girlfriend in the in the house. And we like we said, we're going to have to get you to say something over some point of the show here. We have Brian McLernan in the house, newly minted USA soccer fan. Hi, Brian. We have Brian Smart long minted USA
2: soccer fan Neil Smart, and Neil Smart is here as well. Oh, there's others. Oh, I'm sorry, I that's didn't realize exactly that we were right. getting tag team by Smarts. Yes. that's a lot of Smarts. Tag team by Smarts. that Smarts than I've ever had, my friend. There to be you go. With you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're working. This is like a working, it's a working dinner for these folks. We're we're spreading the joy of soccer, and we are also formulating the Doylestown chapter. chapter of I don't Ma- have the American Outlaws. I actually man. don't
1: have you, Eric, for some reason. You don't.
2: Well, good, Then you can't criticize what I'm saying, so that's actually not so bad. But uh... 1-0
1: Columbia right now. 10.30 into this match, and uh, I guess we'll get our final thoughts here before we, we head off and uh, make ourselves part of the group here, part of the action. But, Eric, this Jurgen Klinsmann team has a lot of expectations for them, and... Uh, I think this tournament will say a lot. This is always going to be the toughest game. We knew that coming in, and I just think what they'll be able to do in the next two, Costa Rica and Paraguay, will determine if they're able to move through or not.
2: Well, I mean, I'm not going to give up on them getting a, lead, getting a point in this match. I mean, it's still early. I'm not, because we're on the air, I'm not watching it as intensely as I think I would have. What are you seeing so far, Bob? Anything that you can uh, point Yeah, it's tough at to or, tell. I, I mean, USA yeah.
1: seems to have some opportunities, have an opportunity right now in the box, but it's Columbia. There's, there's a class there. There's a certain level of play, and the USA may not be at that point quite yet. Can they hang for 90 minutes? I think they can against a team like this. It'll be a, a different strategy, a different way of playing down 1-0. But I think it's going to be a time before that they're able to get to a level, a class that this Columbia team has. And. I think the only way to do that—to reference our good friend Sean that came on earlier—trust the process with Jurgen Klinsmann. He's a Jurgen guy. I'm a Jurgen guy. Trust the process and the levels that have been put in at the lowest level of development in this country, and allow that to take fit, hold, take shape over the span of whether it's eight years, twelve years, sixteen years, twenty
2: years. That would be my thought, and uh, and just to enjoy Copa America. Right. I mean, let's look, talk about this tournament. It's the 100th anniversary of the Copa America. Okay, there, every every year there's a couple of teams outside of us, South America that are invited in. Okay, the U.S. I believe this may be the first time in quite a long time, if ever, that they've been invited. Uh, right. Because it's not, yeah, because it's not in South America, right? Right, but they, they have been invited. I mean, right this year, I think there's five or six invitees outside of their conference. Okay, so it's a little different, It's a little bastardized version of it for the hundredth anniversary. I think it's a great litmus test, great litmus test. Okay, I think I'm, I'm with you with the Klinsman thing. I'm just a, I, I like to see progress with the with the U.S. and I think we're seeing it. Can't get off because there was a little bit of a, a glitch. You know what I mean? Right. And if you hire a new coach and you go in other ways, that just going to set us back a long way. I like the way things are going. I agree. They're competitive. That's all you can ask for for the U.S. on the world soccer stage right now. Men's soccer. Completely
1: agree. And uh, it's a good thought to leave us on here as we Well, now, enjoy things at Villa Capri. If you're hearing us on the radio right now, come on down and join us, either now or some other time. Villa Capri, our favorite spot here in Philadelphia, favorite spot for soccer in the suburbs. 51 West Court Street in Doylestown. Thanks to Matt Menino for having us here. Neil Smart for letting us use his space. His website and service is Smart Soccer at smartsoccer.com. If your kid in the area wants to be trained, uh, he is your man. English Paul has a lot of great. Uh, he really is unbelievable in the way that he markets this place. So get on his text serve, his email serve. You can reach out to us for that. He lets you know when any of the upcoming matches are here at Villa Capri. And then finally, and then finally, our man Sean McVan is putting together an AO right. chapter here in Doylestown. We'll have information on our website and on BobLongSports.com about how to sign up. It's a brand new initiative. Be part of it. Be part of the top and the first 25 to join this group. It's only $30 and you become part of the largest and
2: greatest supporters group in the United States. And if you're really good, we'll let you beat the drum, right? That's right. I don't know, Matt's telling me I'm going to be like a principal in this, so <laughs> I think I have to join. I already joined. I don't know if that means, that means anything, but I will join. So that's two of us right now, Bob. So we're doing good. We're looking good. We're looking good. Wonderful. Well, so hey. let's win this game. It's early. Let's come back and uh, come on down and enjoy soccer. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for uh, running this thing. Sorry if I'm going overboard like usual. I apologize. You're doing great, <laughs> Thanks, and uh, yeah. And hopefully the
1: Americans can follow suit. Take care, everybody from Villa Capri.